This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center and as always, our trusty co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Yeah, it's great to be here, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to this one as always. And Rob, it's just you and I today. So uh, there's nobody here to keep us in check. Uh, the no, show might get a little crazy. Yeah, we're on the loose and that's not a good thing. <laughs> All right. I wish Lori was here to keep us in check because, you know, you and I, we could get off topic. Uh, very quickly. Yeah, she's a uh, uh, we're, we're busy right now. In fact, one of the things she's doing right now, she looked at me today, says, okay, I can either go on the show or I can get this done and submitted. And <laughs> since the client always comes first, um, yeah. that meant, uh, I had to come do the show. Oh yeah. Clients always come first and always. And, uh, and then our listeners, which, uh, hopefully they will be future clients because I know that you can help them save a lot of money and make sure they have enough income to last throughout retirement and have their investments and taxes in order. But what are we talking about on today's show? Well, what we want to talk about today is some common retirement fears and look at some ways to go deal with them, uh, some solutions that you might want to consider uh, in approaching those because uh, people are always worried uh, and always have some sign of fear when they're going to enter into that unknown. In fact, they've never been retired before, so it is an unknown. So that's what we want to talk about today. Excellent. Excellent. And before we get into that, though, I have to ask, so Outlook Financial Center, it sounds like you guys, you and Lori and Logan and the staff there are pretty busy. We are busy right now. We're in the midst of uh, doing several seminars. Uh, uh, in the month of March, we'll do a total of six seminars. So that's keeping us on our toes. And of course, it's tax season. So that it adds a little extra oh, yeah. uh, salt to the mix, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, I think this is going to be a great show, though, and uh, doing the radio show is probably a fun break from that, isn't it? It really is. I, I get to talk to the radio listeners. I get to talk and, and hang out with you, and, and this is probably going to be the high point of my day. <laughs> well, good. We better make it a good one then. Um, what are some common concerns and fears that you've seen people have? I mean, you deal with people day in and day out, helping them plan for retirement. So what concerns and fears do you see people have? Well, there's several, but let me give you kind of the, the top few that people pay their most attention to. Uh, number one across the board is I don't want to outlive my money in retirement. Uh, and, this, and, and number two is historically, how much is my health care going to cost? And with all this, the uh, consternation swirling around that, you know, replacing the Affordable Care Act, repealing it, coming up with a new plan, it just leads to that anxiety that people have to like, not only do I not know how much it's going to cost, I don't even know what it's going to look like. So part of what we deal with every day. And then people are always worried about the market being volatile, being up and down. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of scams with identity theft. People don't have a, re uh, a, a retirement plan that's going to fit that lifestyle they want in retirement. I could go on, but it's a, 
it's a short show. <laughs> okay, so we've got running out of income in retirement is the first thing you mentioned, then healthcare costs and market volatility and uh, identity theft, and then not having a, a retirement lifestyle plan. So we'll go over some of these. It's a good list to get us going. How do you help ease people's fears or your clients' fears and people you meet with when it comes to not running out of income in retirement? Because that's the biggest concern I would imagine right there. It really is. It's number one. In fact, when I do uh, seminars on retirement income planning, uh, the number one and two is, is running out of money and then healthcare. And the rest of them are important to clients, but those two are really the dominant things that that cast fear into people's hearts more than the market, which is really kind of an amazing thing. Huh. So uh, these guys, they want to make sure they, they have income for life. Uh, they really don't want to get to the point where they retire. They now have time to do things and have their whole lifestyle and their whole life get turned upside down. Uh, baby boomers are used to getting a regular paycheck, whether it's weekly, monthly, biweekly, whatever the case might be. We're they're uh, just conditioned to the money comes in to pay the bills or some left over. You go have some fun. They don't want that to change when they hit retirement, but that check coming from the employer is going to stop. So what's going to replace it. They're looking at, you know, social security. They're worried about, is that really going to be there for me? And how's that going to impact their retirement if it's somehow impaired? And so by having a retirement plan, you can plan for the ways to have the income that you need and, and be efficient about it find a beneficial way to address how these things could impact your lifestyle, how it's going to affect growing your uh, retirement nest egg while you're still working. And then when you pass away, where do you want what you've accumulated and still there? What do you want to have done with it? Or do right. you want to have some government agency decide what happens to it? And so satisfying that daily need for income, that's really first and foremost. Uh, everybody's different. So I think, Tony, you're probably different than me, you think? <laughs> yeah, we probably have different circumstances and situations. Yep. That's for Pro sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so when we think about that, since everybody's different, here's the rule of thumb our industry perpetuates. And, and listeners have heard this. I don't like this rule. It says that you can re uh, live comfortably in retirement on 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement income and maintain your current lifestyle. Well, let's think about this your lifestyle in retirement is not going to be the same as your current lifestyle. So why would it be funded any differently? Right. And I asked this question in seminars, who wants to take a 20 to 30% pay cut in retirement? I haven't got any takers no. yet. Not one. Yeah. No, I don't. No, absolutely not. So right. once you figure out what you really need in retirement, that's really the thing. Come up with a, an actual target that we can go shoot at, not a percentage of a moving number. The yeah. next step would be to provide, you know, Let's explore some beneficial financial strategies, options, and tools to achieve those goals. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, especially about you and I being different. I mean, obviously, I'm better looking, but you're a much nicer person than I am, Rob. So um, you've got that going for you. You, you may have that backwards. <laughs> All right, so what are some ways that we can fill that need for income in retirement? Well, there's a handful of ways of doing that, and one of the most uh, well-known and really the foundation of most people's retirement plan is social security. It plays an important role. Uh, virtually a, a huge percentage of the population is eligible to collect it. Uh, but if you think about it, most people are that are nearing or in retirement, they've received their social security statement and that's what it's called. It's really a very clever title, Tony. It's called your social security statement. 
No fancy title. That's just what it is. But how many people have ever spent any time reading it and really going over <laughs> right. and finding what it's telling us? Yeah. You ever yeah. done that with yours, Tony? Um, you know what? I've I've looked at it, but not really. Uh, not until uh, I had you run that Social Security maximization report. Then I started to pay attention. But uh, yeah, the Social Security statement, uh, you know, used to get them in the mail. And uh, now you have to, a lot of folk, a lot of times you have to go on and request them. Yeah, what they did, it's to say, it used to be everybody got them every year and, and the government figured out that costs a lot of money in mailing costs. So they start mailing them now. If you're over 60, you should start seeing them in the mail again. Mm-hmm. But anyone can log into the Social Security Administration to the My SSA online at ssa.gov. And you can download your own Social Security statement 24-7 whenever you want to. Set up your own account. Uh, if you're married, each then you and your spouse each have their own separate accounts. Those things aren't joint. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, I actually did this as part of the, the prep for this show. I downloaded uh, my statements. Okay, what is mine telling me? So one of the things, I, right on the first page, it says your Social Security statement tells you how much your family would receive in disability, survivor, or retirement benefits. It also includes our record of your lifetime earnings. The reason I focus on that is if that record in the Social Security Administration is wrong, your benefit calculation is going to be wrong. And I would bet money that it's going to be wrong, not in your favor. Wouldn't you think? Mm. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So here's Social Security benefits, and I'm, I'm reading for the statement again, are not intended to be your only sole source of income when you retire. Right. Social Security will replace about 40% of your annual pre-retirement savings. So when you look at statistically, Households that are on Social Security or are collecting Social Security, that comprises 65% of their household income. We have a problem there. People yeah. are relying on this way too much, and it's causing some financial issues. And what I just read, that's that's the statement from uh, the Acting Commissioner of the Social Security Administration. So that's what they're putting out on these forms. So it takes some time to read these things. But then you go, you, you dig a little deeper and say, well, how are my benefits estimated? Uh one of the things that people kind of know is, okay, you need to have 40 credits, but nobody knows what a credit is. Your Social Security statement actually tells you what a credit is. It tells you it's $1,300 of wages or self-employment income. That's what it is right now. That's changed over time. The law has changed a few times on it, but that's what it is today. So once you get 5,200 bucks in a year, you've got your four credits for the year. That's it for Social Security credits for the year. You can't earn more than that. Now, most people need 40. There are some exceptions and special conditions for uh, younger people, particularly in the area of disability and survivor benefits. That's a special case we need to talk about online. But basically, when you look at that estimate number and, and the number of the benefit you would receive if you retired at your full retirement age, whatever that is, is in the upper right-hand corner of the first page. It's in huge print. Uh, even John Hancock could have read it without his spectacles and George uh, King George at the time could have read it without his spectacles. So that's your number. That's the target. That's what this whole system is based upon. So when you look at your estimates, what they're going to do is they're going to calculate your last 35 highest years of earnings. That's going to be the foundation for the calculation. So 35 years of earnings. If you don't have 35 years of Social Security eligible earnings, they're going to plug in zeros until they get to 35 years. So that's, you know, you look at how that's going to impact my benefit and then what would change my benefit. I mean, I'm looking at a number right now on my form. 
what would change that number? Well, they're assuming that you're going to continue earning at the rate you have this year and the previous two years. If mm. you make more money, your benefit will go up. If you make less, it could go down. Um, so, and also you may be impacted if you have a situation where you also have another pension that you didn't pay into social security, things like uh, teachers, firefighters, police officers, uh, state employees, federal employees who don't, who didn't pay into the system. They may have worked outside of that system and earned social security credits and have 40, but their benefits going to be impaired. So you've worked hard, you've qualified for two benefits and you're going to impair social security. Does that seem right to you? Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't. So, but the two phrases you'll hear for it, and I won't go into them in detail because the calculation's ugly. One is on your benefit. I'll give you, my dad is the trifecta on this. Uh, he retired from the military. Uh, he then went and worked for civil service, retired from there, and he drew social security. So his social security was, uh, was reduced because he had the uh, civil service retirement. The military people pay into social security. That's really not a problem for them. But they call that the windfall elimination provision because you had the temerity to go out, work for, and qualify for two government pensions. They're not going to give you both of them in full. Isn't right. that cool? Yeah. You like that? Well, yeah. it gets even better. What if you're going to file for a spousal benefit? That's the government pension offset. So it doesn't matter which way you're going. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. They didn't ask me, but those are the rules. So when people come in and they have those sort of things, uh, then it kind of worries them about, well, how's that going to impair my whole social security? Now you can work your way out of it, but once again, that gets into a fairly complex calculation. Mm. Does the system sound simple for you yet? <laughs> well, it's important to understand, and there's a lot more to Social Security, obviously, than most people realize. They think, oh, I'll just take it as soon as I can. I'll take early benefits at 62, or I'll just wait until 66 or 70. And But really, there's so much more to it than that, and you really need to pay attention and understand these things. And, and that's where you come in. You know, we have to take a quick break, though, here, Rob. Is there anything you want to add for our listeners before we take this break? I do. One of the things that a lot of folks are going to be concerned about retirement plans. So I would just invite them to go visit our website, Outlook FC, Outlook F is in financial, C is in center.com, or call our office at 937 552 9990. We want to give you our complimentary social security brochure and offer you to take advantage of a one hour complimentary no obligation consultation to show you how to read and understand your social security statement and to see how else we might be able to help you on your retirement journey. And Tony, this information is important. I don't care how old you are. You need to understand how the systems work, even if our younger clients need to understand it because they need to plan for how social security is going to uh, work for them and their system, project what that program might look like in their retirement journey. So at Outlook Financial Center, we're dedicated to providing you with perform the information you need to make sound decisions and build a retirement based on a solid foundation. All right. Well, thanks for that. Listeners, pick up the phone and give Rob a call. He and his staff will sit down, meet with you, and help get you started on the path to a solid retirement income plan and look at your investments, your tax situation. But we're going to be right back to continue this discussion with Rob Burnett of Outlook Financial Center right after this. 
Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. It just takes the right professional for the job. We have the team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. Request your copy of The Future of U.S. Taxation and How to Prepare, written by renowned tax professional and author Nick Stovall. You can download it right now. All you have to do is visit our website, OutlookFinancialCenter.com, or call us at Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 to request your copy. This informative article is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which will help you arm yourself with information and ready you for our first appointment. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. And as always, our trusty co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. All right. Yeah, it's great to be here. We've had a great discussion so far, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been uh, chatting about some of the common retirement fears, just starting to kind of peel back that onion a couple of layers and some helpful ways to address those fears. And a lot of it has to do with just education, understanding what you've got in your hands and reading what's there. Uh, yeah. We've talked about running out of income in retirement. And so let's talk about healthcare. What do you think, Tony? Well, yeah. And that's the next fear or concern that you had mentioned on your list at that uh, we're going to face either before retirement and when we get to retirement is how to address those health care costs in retirement. That's a that's a big one, isn't it? It certainly is. And and right now it it is a growing concern, you know, particularly with all you know what's going on with health care, health insurance. Uh, we really don't know what it's going to look like. We're that's really in a state of flux right now. So here's the real issue I have with the healthcare is having a comprehensive, affordable healthcare strategy is more than just a, a critical component of that retirement plan. It's a critical component in your quality of life. Uh, there are many ways to do that. Uh, for a lot of retirees, it's Medicare when they reach age 65. And so you look at, uh, according to Medicare Fast Facts, that's really their target market, but they also include people with certain disabilities and certain diseases. And in 2015, of the nearly 55 million Americans who were Medicare recipients, about 46 million were over the age of 65. So that really puts it into uh, the area of we really got to pay attention to this in planning. Well, obviously, it makes a huge difference. And, and you know, with everything, it's a changing world out there regarding health care. And it's uh, up in the air right now, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you have to look at Medicare, Medicaid and what types of health insurance you have available and what you can afford. And I imagine uh, health care costs are one of the huge factors in retirement, right? Uh, they really are one of the huge factors. And, and here's the thing that's interesting about that is uh, as we're going through some, some legal changes and stuff, uh, we've watched the whole individual health care market get turned upside down. Uh, the small employer healthcare markets, uh, employers are actually taking active measures to stay under 50 employees full time so they don't have to offer certain kinds of health coverage. It's really been a gymnastics in uh, how do we keep businesses solvent while still meeting healthcare needs. So it's, it's, it's quite a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I've heard, you know, you, we, we were talking in the last segment about social security and having a social security strategy to maximize those benefits. And you were talking about all the important aspects of social security and how big of a difference that can make. But I've also heard that it's just as important to have a Medicare strategy. Is that true? It's absolutely true. Cause you think about it, 
a lot of folks, uh, I think the number right now is 175 million people uh, get their health insurance through their employer. Well, if they're retired, unless you have some sort of a, a union contract or a pension contract to allow you to continue that coverage, and it's going to be pricey if you do, then what do you do? Medicare is typically what you're going to have. And so it's really, under, you got to understand what Medicare does cover and more importantly, what they don't cover, uh, particularly in the, in the area of uh, long-term care uh, for long-term acute illnesses, things of that nature. Medicare is going to help up front, but that's not the long-term uh, solution. And most people don't understand that. Let me give you another scenario, Tony, that I'm running into more and more frequently. Uh, I have clients who are retiring at age 60, age 62 from their, their jobs. Uh, they have accumulated uh, decent amounts of money. They have the ability and the financial wherewithal to do that. But their health insurance went away and they're not 65. So they have to go find some sort of a bridge program to get them to age 65. Uh, and that's really another uh, really important strategy to think about in that retirement plan. If I'm going to retire early, how am I going to cover that nut? Right. Make sense? I mean, Tony, if you could retire at 50, would you? Sure. You mean you mean uh, you mean uh, a year ago? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But if you're going to do that, there's certain things you got to go cover, and that's what this bridge strategy. And so that's one of the the professionals we work with help clients with that. We coordinate that with them. But once again, even if you do hit the age 65. Medicare doesn't cover everything. So that's when you're in the market for a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan yeah. or something else is going to kind of cover the holes that Medicare doesn't cover. Now, here's the thing, and it's, it's so important to clients to understand. When you're filing for your Medicare benefits, you have a seven-month window to file for them and not incur any penalties. It's the month of your full retirement or the month that you turn age 65, plus three months, minus three months. If you sign up before age 65, it won't start until you turn 65, but that's the window that you apply in. Now, here's what's cool about that window. You're going to, you're automatically going to be accepted into the Medicare program. But if you want to buy a Medicare supplement in that window, you are also guaranteed acceptance without proof of insurability. Oh. That's important that you get your, your Medicare supplement in that window because once you get outside of that window, you're going to have to prove insurability, and that may be an issue for some folks. So it's critically important that people understand that and work with a professional who understands the rules and has access to all the programs that are out there and can walk you through your journey on what is the right answer for me, what's the right answer for my family going yeah. forward, because no two are the same. We all know that. Right. Exactly. And I think that's really important to take into consideration now uh, another, we got time for one more from your list. Uh, and the other big one was how to deal with the market and investments. And, uh, we've seen the volatility of the market. We've seen it go up now for a, a little while. What are some solutions you have for us when dealing with the ups and downs of the market? I mean, right now it's up, but what goes up must come down, right? It, it certainly does. But here, here's the issue with the markets. And, and the interesting thing is if you go look in the market, if you've ever done an investment, You've probably seen the following statement on the disclosure. This is not FDIC insured. You could lose all your investment. Past yeah. performance is no guarantee of future performance. You've read all those words, right? Yep. Well, they're true. 
So if people have to understand that, but when you deal with the market, uh, a volatile market, the thing we really deal with the most with clients is managing emotions. People are typically emotional about two things. They're emotional about their money. And they're emotional about their, their children. Well, we're not here to counsel children. So the emotion part, we need to, as financial professionals, help to remove the negative aspects of emotional decision makings on investments. So the Dalbar studies have shown consistently that individual investors lag market returns and investment professionals by two to three to one. And that's just not good. So Tony, you ever heard of John Bogle? I, I know the name. Know the name? Uh, he is the guy who founded Vanguard Mutual yeah, Funds. Vanguard. Yeah. So John Bogle for many years made the statement that you really don't need a financial advisor. You buy my low cost uh, index funds and you'll be just fine. Well, then he actually did the research and Vanguard and Vanguard and only Vanguard could have released this study. Everybody else would have seen, would have seen this as self-serving is they actually quantified the value of having a professional advisor and what uh, the Vanguard study showed. And for uh, radio listeners who'd like to have that, they contact us, I'll get them a copy of this study, but a, a professional advisor can add up to 3% in the net returns and really start getting you much closer to that market level performance, much better than the average investor does. And people say, well, how do they do that? It's actually fairly simple and fairly straightforward if you think about it. The first thing is they, they say, we want it to be an effective behavioral coach. Mm. What does that mean? That means have a long-term perspective, be disciplined, and have a plan. So let right. me tell you what I mean by having a plan. Here's the, here, you know, you ever, uh, you play golf, Tony? Uh, I, yes, I have. I mean, yeah. I've tried. I, I okay. attempted. So you and I are in the same boat. I'm not very good <laughs> at it. I love playing it. But if you ask a, a, a golf professional, what's the difference between them and an amateur, they will always give you the following answer. We hit the ball first. Okay. That didn't make any sense to me for a long time. I said, well, I hit the ball, but they hit it first. So when the club's coming down, they actually strike the ball first before they hit the ground. That's why they get the distance, they get the control, they get uh, the spin and the rotation on the ball. You know, we're hitting, you know, three feet behind the ball and, and you know, and mining the golf course before we hit the golf <laughs> ball. You know, that that's us, you know, okay? You know, we're sure. taking a divot because we're no good. They're taking a divot because they planned it. Right. Well, that's hey, um, we're out of time for today's show. We've, we've surpassed it. So we have to end here. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time before we go how they can get a hold of you. You can get a hold of us by going to our website at outlookfc.com or give us a call at area code 937-552-9990. We'd love to give you our social security brochure and offer a one hour, no obligation consultation to walk you through your social security statement, teach you how to read it, and then see what else we might be able to do for you. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. Thank you, Rob. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 
Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.